everyone. Welcome back to episode 133 of SwiftCast. This is Haley, Steph, Adam, and Ashley. Welcome back. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Yeah, I did too. Hopefully all of our listeners did. And I know Taylor did because she just got done with a show in Sydney. And it also looks like Taylor is back from her silence on social media and she's been going on a liking spree on tumblr that's exciting it's been a while i think people were starting to wonder where she went i think it's always good to have her on tumblr because it's just fun to see what she likes see the cool pictures that are out there whether it be pictures from the tour pictures of fans uh whatever she sees on tumblr that she thinks is cool enough to like i want to see that too so i'm glad she's back i'm glad she's back as well I think I have some theories on why she was gone, which we'll talk about a little bit later with our main discussion. So going right into our episode, we got some older tweets. Our first one is from November 24th of 2010. Taylor tweeted, why at my family gatherings do we always have to end up YouTubing funny cat videos? (laughs) Now... I'm sure Meredith and Olivia provide a lot of entertainment at family gatherings, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're still YouTubing funny cat videos. (laughs) Our next one comes from November 26th, 2011. Just watched like every episode of New Girl. Love. Aw. And then she appeared two years later as Elaine in the season finale. Our next one comes from November 24th, 2012. Taylor tweeted, leaving Tokyo. I'll miss you guys. Thank you for your lovely hospitality and cat-related gifts. Our next one comes from the same day, so November 24th of 2012. Taylor said, now we're off to Australia, where Grant Michelson will undoubtedly refer to koalas as panda bears, no matter how many times we correct him. Aw. Sad times. Slash happy times. And now Taylor's back in Australia three years later. But last year, on November 27th, 2014, just one month after 1989 was released, Taylor tweeted, 2009 and 2014, Happy Thanksgiving from the Swifts. And also the cousins who have other last names. (laughs) And her photo was one from 2009 and one from 2014. So it sounds like The Swifts all celebrated Thanksgiving in Australia this year. Austin Instagrammed a photo, I think the day after Thanksgiving, from Sydney. But you can't beat celebrating Thanksgiving in the warmth of Australia, I'm sure. Well, now let's go on to more recent news with Keeping Up With Swift. Our first piece of news is pretty cool. Taylor is iHeartRadio user's favorite artist of 2015. And what that means is that she was the leading artist in terms of stations created by iHeartRadio users. That's pretty cool. And our next piece of news, Wildest Dreams, is Taylor's first ever dance mix airplay for number one. And that's the mix with Rehab. And I don't know about you guys, but I never hear that on the radio. Do any of you? I have yet to hear that version. I love listening to it. It's a good workout song, but I never hear it on the radio. Maybe it's on the radio in other countries or Australia or somewhere. That's true. 
And maybe I don't listen to stations that really have dance mixes played on them. Well, like I mentioned earlier, Taylor had her first show in Australia, and it was in Sydney, and she sang to 76,000 people. And what was really cool is she had the entire full set list during that show. And what was really, really cool is the show was filmed, and we're all freaking out about it because we all want to know what that means. I'm biting my nails, waiting to know what that means. And we think that means, first, you have the full set list. Second, you have 76,000 people, a huge crowd, and the whole show was filmed. So I'm thinking that means tour DVD. I think that's what a lot of people are saying it is, which is really exciting. So hopefully it's true. I really, really hope that's what that means. The other thing is Taylor was being interviewed by a DJ named Zane. He's a, an Australian DJ. Is that right? Yeah, he's a DJ, a record producer, and a TV announcer, I think. Oh, okay. So Taylor was seen interviewing with him. And our other host, Ashley, who unfortunately was unable to join us tonight, mentioned her prediction is that he was interviewing her for the announcement of the DVD. And she's predicting that maybe this announcement will be made on Taylor's birthday or very soon. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> <laughs> she is so giving that way. Yes, a birthday gift to us. I hope that's correct because I don't know how quickly they can turn this around. I actually don't even know that it's possible to turn it around before the holidays, but I just always thought it would be really smart to have the DVD released in time for the holidays because so many people would want it as a gift or to give out as a gift. And I think in January, just in general, sales everywhere are down because everybody spent so much money for the holidays. So I'm not sure whether this would be ready on time. We'll just have to see. But even if it's not released until after the holidays, I'm sure Taylor will be able to sell a lot of copies. And another option that it still could be is it could be a tour music video. Exactly. I think that's a big possibility, even though the whole show was recorded, because previously different clips of every song was always kind of mashed up all together, even though it would have been just one song. Right. Like the Red music video, Sparks Fly, all of them. Right. Fearless. And one thing I was wondering about, and I know it looked like they were specifically filming that Sydney show, but they obviously have cameras at all the shows because they put the video up on the big screens at the shows. So I wonder if that footage is just for the purpose of that arena for, you know, the people maybe that are in the back that are further away that like to see the close-ups, or if that's actual footage that's recorded and could possibly go into a tour music video or a DVD. That's something we've talked about a lot this tour. The camera usage during this tour is just so much more extensive than any other tour. And like Adam said, I don't know whether that's only used for the big screens or if that's actually recorded. I think if it's recorded, I think they have to have signs saying up that they're recording. But if they're just recording like snippets of her throughout the show and not the crowd, I think they can get away with it. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think there were any signs 
throughout the U.S. tour that said the show was being recorded. From what I remember. Does anybody else remember? No. 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 Well, I'm hopeful that this recording is for both a tour DVD and New Romantics as the tour video. Last week on episode 132, we talked about how Taylor was spotted filming a new music video, and it's widely speculated to be out of the woods. So we'll just have to wait and see. And our final piece of news is just typical Taylor. Very exciting. Taylor was driving around Sydney, and she saw a fan wearing a 1989 tour t-shirt. And so, of course, Taylor had her driver pull over, and she got out of the car and got a photo with the little fan, and it was just adorable. And this is something Taylor's been doing for years. I always remember the story when Taylor was driving and saw a fan with a shirt on, and Taylor followed the fan. She made it sound like she was stalking the fan, but she ended up finally finding this fan in a video game store in the mall, and Taylor just walked up to her and said, hey, can I get a picture with you? You have my shirt on. It's just another reason why we love Taylor so much. And moving on to the upcoming calendar, on December 5th, the 1989 World Tour will be in Brisbane, Australia at Suncorp Stadium. And then there will be two shows in Adelaide, Australia on December 7th and 8th at the Adelaide Entertainment Center. And finally, the one thing we are all looking so forward to is Monday, December 7th, the Grammy nominations are announced. And if you would like to tune in to find out the nominees for the four biggest awards, which are Best New Artist, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Album of the Year, those will be announced on CBS This Morning. And we will be talking about those next week on episode 134. I'm excited. I'm very excited. We know how important Grammys are to Taylor, so hopefully we get some awesome news on the 7th. Well, moving on, we got a couple mini segments. Our first one is from at Fearless Whovian, who says, Stocking eBay for a 1989 VIP merch pack. Swifty problems. And a good price one is at that. Our next one comes from Valibera30. And they said, no, I want to know what the new single is, Swifty Problems. And those were our only two Swifty Problems this week. So if you have any submissions or have any problems that you want to talk about, you can always let us know. And you can tweet us at the SwiftCast13 on Twitter, or you can just hashtag it Swifty Problems. And now we're going to go into our fashion segment. Our first one comes from Loft 89 in Sydney. So that was on November 27th. It was a Lovers and Friends Peony Romper, which is $330. Our next one comes from the shot when she was seen boarding a private jet in Auckland, New Zealand on November 25th. And she was wearing Ugg Classic Short Boots in Chestnut. And those are $155 and Under Armour Fleece Team Pants, which are $49.99. In our last piece of fashion, Taylor was seen celebrating Lily Aldridge's birthday on November 20th of 2015, and she wore a nightcap Carissa Renee Dixie Lace Romper, and it's $325. 
And that's it for fashion. And always, we would like to thank T-Swift Style for finding everything for us. Now we are going to go into our main discussion. And it's going to be a little bit different than normal. And we're going to be kind of discussing Adele and her new album. And kind of talking about why we think she sold so many albums versus Taylor selling so many albums. I think it's important to note, we agree with Taylor. You shouldn't pit women against each other at all and that's not what we're doing that's not why we're discussing Adele but I think that I've noticed in the news a lot of people are comparing Adele and Taylor and some probably do it spitefully to pit women against each other sort of a thing but I think in my opinion the reason why you kind of have to compare them is because they're the only two right now in the music industry who can actually sell albums. We all know the music industry has been suffering for years and albums just don't sell anymore. But Adele and Taylor are really the only acts in music right now in the past several years who can actually sell albums. Yeah, and to agree with that, one statistic I saw showed that Justin Bieber, who has a new album out and has really good reviews, I believe. Um, I haven't listened to it myself, but I heard it's doing well and people like it. That he has 70 million Twitter followers, obviously more than both Taylor and Adele. That he only sold 500, just over 500,000 copies of his album. And just being somebody that is as popular as he is, he still could not even get close to what Taylor and Adele did. Yeah, I think I kept seeing on Twitter just in the past 20 years albums that have sold over a million in the first week. And it really is Taylor and Adele in the last several years who have been able to accomplish that. So if you look at statistics since 2010, for albums that have sold over a million in the first week, you have Speak Now, then you have Born This Way by Lady Gaga, which, in my opinion, you kind of have to have an asterisk beside it because the album was 99 cents on Amazon for the first week. Then after that, you have 2012, Red. Then you have 2014, 1989. And now we have 2015, Adele. So really, in the past five years, Taylor and Adele have been the only ones who have been able to sell over a million for the debut week. And even before that, before Speak Now, the last album was Little Wayne in 2008. So I was just really interested in this because Adele sold so many albums, so many more than even 1989. I think I was surprised just by how many she ended up selling. I think I figured she would surpass 1 million. I was hoping she would not surpass 1989's sales, but the final number is over... 2 million, which is just crazy. So I was looking into some articles about this, and I found an interesting one from OregonLive.com, and the title is actually, How Did Adele Sell So Many Albums? And they really just break it down and have several different topics for why they believe Adele was able to sell so many albums. And right from the beginning... They make a comparison of Adele and Taylor, and they say that Adele has music that connects because she has 
heartbroken ballads and big vocals and simple production. And then the author writes, adults aren't embarrassed to pick up an Adele album the way they might be with, say, a defiantly pop Taylor Swift one, but it's also dramatic enough for tweens to sob over too. So it seems like this author thinks Adele's demographic is much bigger than Taylor's. She has adults, teenagers, probably older adults, middle-aged adults. And I think that's probably accurate. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I think I also agree with its music that connects because, you know, it's different than many of the pop songs you would see that are on the top of the charts. And Taylor, being a pop star now, she is one of those people that's on top of the charts, but she is different. And if you've listened to 1989, you would know that. And Adele, with this new album, 25, with heartbroken ballads and big vocals, is maybe much more relatable than something that is at the top of the charts like a rap song or something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think, and this is something I've always thought, musicians and artists who write their own music, like Taylor and Adele, makes it so much easier for fans to connect with that artist. I think that's why people love their music. Adele writes her own songs. Taylor writes her own songs. They're both the only artists in the past five years who have really been able to sell over a million albums in the debut week. The author also mentioned that Adele had a slow build because she didn't rush out another album. 21 was her last album, and it was the top-selling album in 2011 and 2012. And we're now in 2015, and she just released the follow-up album, 25. So the author says, millions of people have been waiting for new Adele music ever since 21 was released. And actually, the author also mentions Taylor in this, too. The author says, Taylor knows this because she releases an album every three years, which is actually inaccurate. Incorrect. <laughs> Taylor releases an album every two years, which we all know. But still, I think that's important. You do really need to give each album space. I think when artists and bands just keep churning out new records year after year, it's just what do you have to look forward to? It's just new music and it it just becomes expected. Whereas when you have more space between albums, there's much more anticipation and people are more excited and that makes them want to buy this new music. And I think it helps what the author goes into saying next. I think this helped out a lot with the sales is after 21, basically Adele went off the radar there was no headlines there was nothing i think the last thing i heard was she had to do some surgery on her vocals and she also had a child right but other than that she wasn't in any headlines you really didn't know what was going on unlike taylor when she walks out the door everybody knows so given that in the last few episodes we have been talking about taylor doing interviews where she said she wants to take a break after touring. 
it will be interesting to see whether she also sort of disappears. I think that when you're Taylor Swift, it's much more difficult to disappear <laughs> because people just follow her around. But it'll be interesting to see if she lays low and decides to break from her usual release of an album every two years. And I wonder if that's what she was kind of getting at when she was talking about that, trying to make people kind of miss her music. So when she does come back, it would be bigger and better. And then with Adele doing this, I think it might reaffirm that that's probably something she might want to do. Or I wonder if she'll just completely break away from that and kind of try not to seem like she's copying Adele, even though she has already said she wanted to take a break. Yeah, I think, like I said, you really can't compare Adele and Taylor because they're so different, but they have to be compared because they're the only ones who are able to sell music right now. And given that Taylor's been talking about taking a break, I think she's probably paying close attention to Adele's first week sales and probably will pay attention to how her tour does. Because if Taylor really wants to take a break, this might ease her mind. Well, if I take a break, then maybe I won't lose fans. Maybe they'll still want to buy my music. Because we know Taylor always says she's insecure about things. She probably doesn't realize that we're still going to be there even if she takes five years off. We just hope she won't take that long off. It's a long time. But I think she's probably watching this closely and just because it's interesting, most people just churn out album after album and then people get bored and stop buying the music. So Adele is very different because here she took a long break. And this kind of goes into one of my theories on why Taylor might be kind of taking breaks from social media to see kind of how people react because one I think she's gonna see if she does come back how people react to her and see like how long or if she can even take a break just because she loves her fans so much yeah I think it probably helps that she's been traveling so much and probably dealing with a lot of jet lag that she's been away from social media but she loves connecting with the fans so I think it's probably hard for her to take a really long break. If Taylor really wants to take a long break, I think she would be fine still interacting with fans on social media and maybe just, again, it's very, very difficult, but trying to stay out of the spotlight in terms of paparazzi photos and things like that. The author, again, compared Adele and Taylor and said that Adele was able to sell so many albums because... 25 was not streamed, a move that's also worked for Taylor and other megastar artists hoping to boost first week sales. And I think if you want to hear the music and you can't stream it on Spotify or Apple or any other sources, then you just go and buy the album. And Taylor is, of course, the one who set the trend for this with her letter to Apple and with removing 1989 from Spotify over a year ago. So it's really, it's nice that Taylor set that trend and other artists are following her example. Yeah, and like the author of the article said, it makes perfect sense. You know, you make the album available in less places, there will be more demand in the places that it is available. 
So therefore, more people went out and bought the physical copy or bought it on iTunes. Next, the author mentions just Adele's album cycle, which Taylor also follows this too. But the author mentions that Carly Rae Jepsen released an album called Emotion, but she actually released the first single in March, which was five months before the album's release date. And the author says, the world moves on adrenaline now. And it feels dull when you have a long time lapse between the first single and the album release. You really need to move things along, uh, especially with just the new surprise albums that have been happening. For example, Beyonce, Eric Church also recently did a surprise album. And here, Adele just quickly, there were some teasers and then all of a sudden it was October and there was the hello video and then the album was out within a month. And Taylor sort of follows a similar timeline. Shake It Off was released in mid-August and we had the whole album by the end of October. So I think that's important. You really can't have a huge time lag or people just get bored and just no longer even care about the album. I think they have to find like that perfect sweet spot. I think Adele might have found it where she released the single, which was basically a big surprise, and then let that single almost get like to the pinnacle of success. And then right as that started coming down, the album came out, which, you know, boosted the single's success again, along with actually everyone running to go out to buy the album. And didn't she have her second single out and it coincided with the actual release of the album? Or maybe she was at least performing a second song from the album. I know she did a second song on, was it Jimmy Kimmel? No, Saturday. It was either that or Saturday Night Live. It might have been both. I think it was Jimmy Fallon and Saturday Night Live. There you go. Jimmy Fallon. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. But I don't think that second song has a video or is a single yet. Okay. And with Taylor, we had the Blank Space music video within a little over a week after the album was released. Maybe a little longer, maybe two weeks. But it was it was quick. I do wonder if Taylor is sort of taking notes about what she's going to do next in terms of a break, in terms of maybe she would have a shorter time period between the announcement of the album and the actual release but no matter how you put it it's just incredible the number of albums Adele has sold in the first week yeah and I think that Adele and Taylor are very similar in a lot of the in a lot of ways as we just heard with all those different bullet points and topics that we discussed and I think it's great that she did so well in her sales and like Steph mentioned earlier you know there's no reason to compare and say oh Adele is better than Taylor because she sold more I think you know they're their own artists they both do well and that's great and Adele has said that she heard I knew you were trouble I think she was in a restaurant or something and she heard it and she said I need to know who Taylor worked with on this song I just love it and she heard Max Martin and Johan Schellback worked on I Knew You Were Trouble with Taylor. And she actually worked with them on a song on 25. And that song was called Send My Love to Your New Lover. 
And Adele also worked with Ryan Tedder on a song on the new album. I think I'm mostly just disappointed that it seems like maybe 1989 is not going to be the top selling album of 2015, which is a bummer. I was hoping it would be the highest selling album for 2014 and 2015, but we'll survive. It's not that bad. It was the top selling album of 2014 and it was not released until the end of the year. So that was a really big accomplishment for Taylor. And if you have any thoughts about Adele's new album or how Taylor should position herself for her next album, she said that she doesn't expect to ever top 1989. She's not even going to attempt it. So it'll be interesting to see what she does next. I think it's smart that she is not trying to attempt breaking her record or even trying to break Adele's record. I think she should just focus on creating the best record that she can in whatever kind of music she's doing. Yeah, and that's what she's always done. And it's always worked for her. She doesn't need to think about anything other than making the best music she can. Because really, Taylor's the one who sets a lot of the trends in the music industry today. And the way she's done that is just by staying true to herself and doing what she thinks is best by following her guts and instincts. So I hope she'll just continue to do that. Well, if you have any ideas or have anything that you wanted to add to our main discussion and let us talk, know, you can get a hold of us on a couple different ways. And you can get a hold of us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. We have a Tumblr, and that's SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. We have Instagram at the SwiftCast13. Our Facebook is Facebook.com the SwiftCast. You can get a hold of us on our Gmail account, which is the SwiftCast13 at gmail.com. And all this is located on SwiftCast13.com. And then just always remember, hit the subscribe button on iTunes and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. And unfortunately, iTunes only shows our last 100 episodes. So if you want to listen to any of our older ones, be sure to go to SwiftCast13.com and it's all there for you. And then next week, Taylor will... Hmm, it's a tough one. She has a few days off before her next show. She does. Maybe she'll just hang out in Australia and relax a little bit. Go see some panda bears. Well, I have Grammy nomination predictions, and then I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about this one question. I think she will get nominations for Record of the Year and Album of the Year uh, for 1989, but I wanted to know what do you think... If she were to get a Song of the Year nomination, what song would it be? Song of the Year. Hmm. Would it be Bad Blood? Would it be Blank Space? Would it be... Well, Shake It Off was part of last year, so it can't be Shake It Off. I think I would go with Blank Space. It did win an AMA. I would be between Blank Space and Bad Blood. I'd probably say Blank Space. I'm leaning more towards bad blood. I would lean more towards what Ashley said and go blank space. And then I do have one more prediction. Um, I like looking at Joseph Kahn's tweets and with these rumors that Taylor's filming a music video, 
and Joseph Kahn doing his cryptic tweeting, which he always does. I predict that maybe, if we're lucky, next week we'll get a tweet about what the next single might be, what the next music video might be. Uh, because Joseph Kahn tweeted just yesterday, I am getting no sleep on my hashtag my abs workout, but I am fully dedicated to, and then he hashtagged a bunch of, bunch of things, physical fitness, shredded, ripped, Hulk, creatine, steroids. <laughs> I think this is more absurd than his toothpaste comments. Yeah, definitely. He is tweeting all about this My Abs workout that he's filming. So hopefully it's another Taylor video. Well, if toothpaste was a Taylor video, I'm pretty sure abs is going to be totally a Taylor video. Well, if any of this happens, we will definitely be talking about it on next week's episode. But for now, this is Haley. Steph. Adam. And Ashley. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.